Christmas in Brightwood, Part 3 Christmas doesn't depend on a tree. I don't think the magic will come this year, Cherry, Cosmo whispered to his sister. They were tucked snugly into their bunk beds, but could still smell the cinnamon and allspice from their mama baking. Papa says the magic will come, Cherry argued. Cosmo sat up to lean on his elbow. He says that, but I don't think he means it. I can tell. Papa's tail always twitches funny when he's saying something he doesn't really mean. Like when I ask him if he can still see in the fog? Exactly like when you ask him if he can still see in the fog. The squirrels and raccoons had been right. The darkness spread through Brightwood quickly and heavily. Ten days had passed since the great blue spruce had fallen. Now a dense fog settled over the wood, thick and gray and grim. This has been the worst year ever, Cosmo, Cherry pouted. Tell me about it. First, half of Brightwood flooded in the spring. At least we were safe. Yeah, we were safe, but lots of our friends lost their dens. Remember, Cherry? I remember. Papa helped with all the new dens. And then, the fire in the thicket because of the lightning this summer, Cosmo reminded her. Cherry's little black nose quivered in the dark at the memory of the smoke filling Brightwood. As far as forest fires go, it had been relatively small, but the scent of the smoke, the way it diminished the light, the ash that spread on the wind, had frightened every critter in the wood, especially the young ones. The fog reminds me of the smoke, Cosmo. I don't like it at all. Me either, but at least it doesn't smell. Very much, anyway, Cosmo said. The fog is a weird smell, doesn't it? Cherry asked. She couldn't figure out the smell, but it gave her that queasy feeling in the pit of her stomach, the feeling that something was wrong. I think that's why Mama bakes so much. She never stops now. Even at night, she puts the bread in to rise. It helps cover up that smell, Cosmo pointed out. I love Mama's baking, Cherry said contentedly, pulling her covers up to her chin and snuggling down. At least we'll still have cinnamon rolls on Christmas. Yeah, us and everyone else in Brightwood. Mama's making enough for the entire wood. Papa says it cheers everyone up when he brings them one of Mama's special deliveries. It is nice, Cosmo agreed. But he couldn't help but add, I don't think it's going to bring the magic cherry. Why aren't my kits fast asleep and dreaming of Christmas? Rosie asked as she tiptoed into their darkened room. It was awfully hard for a kit to do any whispering undetected in a fox den. Because Christmas is broken, Mama, Cherry told her. Christmas isn't broken, darling. Of course it is, Mama, Cosmo cried. The blue spruce is dead, and the fog is everywhere, and we can't leave our den, and there won't be a grand celebration, and, and, and I don't think the magic will come. That was quite a lot, Cosmo, Rosie said gently. Have you been holding all that in since Papa told us what the council decided? I guess so. 
That's a lot to hold in for a young kit, Rosie said. Then she added, It's a lot to hold in for a grown-up fox, too. Your father and I are feeling many of the same things you are about losing our traditions this year. I've never missed a Christmas Eve at the Great Blue Spruce. Never in your whole life, Mama? Cherry asked. Never once. And it's okay to be sad that the tree is gone and that the grand celebration is canceled. And the mountain lions? Cosmo trailed off. His tail twitched nervously. It's okay to be scared too, Cosmo. We all feel afraid when things change and we aren't sure what's out there in the wood. They won't come into our den, will they? Cherry's voice squeaked. No, nothing will get us in our den. We're safe here in our home. You are safe with me, I promise. But how will it really be Christmas, Mama? Without the tree and the celebration and being all together, Cosmo wondered. His voice broke, revealing the tears he was trying to hold tight as a lump in his throat. Christmas doesn't depend on a tree or grand celebrations or even in getting all together. Christmas isn't about any of those things. Do you know what the magic is really about? Rosie wondered if she had really failed in teaching her kids about the true meaning of Christmas. Maybe it had gotten lost in all the sparkle and presents. Maybe it had been taken for granted and left to the wayside in the busyness. Maybe they had come to want the magic, but had forgotten themselves what the magic was really about. Well, Mama Cherry's just little. She doesn't understand the magic, Cosmo said, deflecting from the fact that he himself wasn't too sure he knew either. Just a moment, kids. I want to get your father, Rosie told them. She rushed into their little living room, where Jasper was sorting the next day's mail. He'd started bringing everything home with him to save a little time the next morning. Jasper, the kids don't know what the magic is about, she whispered. Now, Rosie, I'm sure they do. We talk about it every year at the grand celebration, before the magic happens. Maybe that's not enough, Jasper. We need to tell them about it, and not just at Christmas either, Rosie sighed. Jasper thought for a moment. Hmm... Maybe we all need to be reminded what the magic is about. If we're going to make it through this season of darkness, we have to remind ourselves about the light of the world. He set aside a thick stack of letters and stood up. He took his Bible off the fireplace mantle and then took hold of Rosie's paw. We've been working so hard to make Christmas feel special and magical that we've forgotten what actually makes Christmas special and magical. Oh, Jasper... I'm so afraid, Rosie confessed. I've been working night and day to hide it. But these mountain lions, the darkness, the tree, I'm not much better than the kids. None of us have ever lived through this before, Rosie. We've just heard the stories. We know the legends. And that's all we have to work with. The council can hardly decide what to do. Mayor Tansy hasn't slept since the great blue spruce fell. That was ten days ago, Jasper. Rosie, believe me, all of Brightwood feels just as you do, just as our kids do. Everyone feels unsure, afraid. Many of the animals are angry, too. How will we ever get through this, Rosie wondered. One day at a time, that's all we can do. And one job at a time. And right now, our job is to go and tell our kids the good news of great joy, Jasper declared. 
He held up his Bible triumphantly. They marched to the kids' bedroom, only to discover Cosmo and Cherry had fallen fast asleep. Cosmo had climbed down into Cherry's bottom bunk and wrapped his arm around her. Rosie found them like this occasionally, when one or the other had had a bad dream or a particularly hard day. In the last week or so, Cosmo had spent more nights than usual in Cherry's bunk, curled up with his sister to keep safe in the night. We'll tell them tomorrow, Rosie sighed. We'll plan our own grand celebration, Jasper said in a hushed whisper. I've already settled on a tree for us. I just need to bring it home. And we'll tell them all about the good news. I do hope the magic comes this year, Rosie said nervously. There's nothing we can do about it if it does or it doesn't, Jasper said simply. He leaned down to give each of his kits a gentle kiss and hoped his whiskers wouldn't tickle them awake. His heart stirred, urging him to pray for his little ones. Their young hearts were so unsure, their young minds so full of fearful thoughts. Jasper imagined how he would have felt as a kit at Christmas if all that was normal was wiped away overnight, and his heart broke. Father God, please give us the magic this year, or help us to find it, or make it, or something, somehow. Give us the strength and courage to push back the dark. Give us love to bind us together and make us stronger. Watch over us, Lord. Protect us. Give us wisdom and keep us safe. In the name of the Son, amen. And when Jasper looked up, he saw tears glistening in Rosie's eyes. He clambered to his feet to give his wife a hug, and then he suddenly realized he saw her tears glistening. That can only happen with light. He grabbed her paw and dragged her to the window. Sure enough, the fog had split just enough for the North Star to shine through. Those who walk in the darkness have seen a great light, he grinned. Mm -hmm.